Welcome to First and Fifteen, the show that takes you around the UK flag football scene. Sponsored by Nuola, your customised sportswear supplier. Hey there, we are back with another live show. It's the first one, I think, of the year. And let's look at, well, basically on this one, we're going to be looking at around the world in as many tournaments as we can find. As you can see, I've got a lot of guests on this one. So we're not, we're not, we'll introduce you as we get to it. Um, I've also got uh, a couple more in the background at the moment ready to come on. Uh, unfortunately, with this one, I can only get six people on the screen at the time. I think we've, I've got about nine people lined up for this episode. So we're going to go through these ones and get everyone to give their, their tournament information. So let's go with the, the first one. So bring the screen up now. So it says 16 tournaments. Uh, unfortunately, Ben Cleaver can't be with us uh, for personal reasons. Hope everything will be okay with him. Um, but anyone who's watching this one, if you do think of another tournament that you're, you know about and you want to drop it in, then message us and we'll add it to the show and we'll get this one going. First off, January, uh, the Flag Football World Championship Tour in Tampa, Florida. And as you can see there, it's the first one that's already been and gone. But this was a great uh, achievement for the for a lot of the Coventry Cougars there. Millie, unfortunately, you, you weren't able to make that one, I'm guessing. No, too far with the baby. <laughs> there we go. Um, but, yeah, World Championship, was it, it's the first time that a British team has ever appeared in the World Championship. And they go ahead and win everything for the women's team. A men's team, I think, made it to the playoffs, so a great game for those ones. And then uh, if anybody saw the recent post we put out, okay, we, we shared the Dukes one about their video, um, the, the catch in the back of the end zone, one-handed catch to score for that one was a great one. So that, there's the first tournament of the year. The set, so we're going to move on to February, and it's where we bring in a few of our guests at this one. Uh, first weekend, this weekend now, we've got the UK Dukes Marathon, Flag and Ironman and Cowan Bowl. So if we go to the first one, UK Dukes Marathon, we'll go to our first guest of the day, and we're going to bring Alan Young in for this one. Hi Alan, tell us, tell us everything you can about the UK Dukes Marathon. So Flag Marathon uh, something that Kenny Bello and I conceptualised a while ago. We liked the idea. We were both trying to work to improve um, the kids' game, him a bit more down south, me north of the border, and looking to try and find ways to remove barriers. So obviously funds are a great way to remove barriers. So we came up with the idea of, I was telling them about 10 years ago, we did a 26 hour game uh, to raise money for the Chieftains. And we could maybe do something around that because people have asked for it since. Like, I don't know why, but people put themselves through excruciating pain for 26 hours. And a lot of them wanted to try and do it again. So we're doing a big fundraiser, um, two teams of 16, which matches the Guinness World Record rules, although we won't be trying for the record because the record is 62 hours now. Um, we're going to play 24 hours at Ravens Craig indoors and just try and have a lot of fun. It's going to be a great weekend. We're going to try and live stream big chunks of it as we go through. Um, there'll be a Just Giving link for anybody that would like to send some money towards the youth of flag football. And we're just going to try and use it largely to hopefully try and Teams that are almost there or maybe teams that need a hand, we can maybe put some of the money towards helping them. Kenny's got some great plans down south with it, but I'm not going to speak for Kenny because I don't know how much of it he wants to be public, so I'll, I'll keep it quiet just now. 
he's got some big plans to try and really invigorate the game out of youth flag football because as I was saying, I've said a few times recently, the pyramid's a bit upside down. We've got more adults than kids, which is the wrong way around. We should have loads and loads of kids and it should filter down as life goes on and you pick your sports. So hopefully we can try and do that. And we'd like to put some of it towards the, the women's game and set up a Glasgow University kind of, a univer- there's four universities around Glasgow and try and create a university women's flag football league. So we can start to see a bit of a pipeline like the Sheffield teams have had and yeah, we just want to try and improve the game where we can, and this event will help us try and raise some money for that. If it's a good success, we might try and do something similar in the future as well. So, yeah, you, you mentioned and Kenny Benno, and I, I know he does a lot of stuff with, with football in general and is always trying to promote the sport. So getting the UK Dukes on board with that one is, is a great one. Um you said about the, the, the current Guinness World Record being 62 hours? 62 hours for the longest endurance game of flag football. Um, it would be very cool to try and beat. It was only 24 hours 10 years ago when we did our 26-hour game. Um, and steadily, teams have been putting it up and up and up since then. So, But 24 hours is still an achievement. We're still okay with that. I know. I mean... I mean, I've done like two-hour training sessions. I'm I'm tired after that one. So a 24-hour game <laughs> is not going to be the sort of thing I'm going for. But it's good. It's uh, I was speaking to Robin Farrell the other day, who's one of the players. She said the other day that the first two hours will be fun. The last two hours will probably be fun as the score starts to matter towards the end, as you start to get aware of who's going to win this game. But the 20 hours in between are going to be challenging. So. We're going to try and do some stuff to keep everybody motivated and fun. We're going to try and we've got a, we've got Blaze Pod set up to do reaction testing at the start, and we're going to try and test players' reactions throughout to see how badly the fatigue starts to take hold. Um, it, it's going to be a really fun day, to be fair. There's a lot of people who seem to be coming down to see bits of it, so and we'll try and live stream chunks of it as well. The first time round, we just created so many memories because um, there's so many plays. And things to happen and it's unlikely that there will be a football scenario that we don't see in this 24 hours so and there's some good players like there's some really talented players that are coming to play and then a mixture of some newer players to flag football who will no doubt learn a lot in the 24 hours so it could be interesting so there's the uh the first endurance game of this of the year let's move to the second endurance game of the year Alan, we're going to stick with you just bring you on that one uh Flagging Ironman going back up to Scotland. Yeah, we obviously hoped this wouldn't be our first tournament of the year um, for multiple teams, but that's the way it's went. Flagging Ironman, um, so the rules are that you've got six players per team unless you represent both genders. And no, it's not sexist. The Pirates women have entered with one man in the past. Like It, it works that way. It was just trying to encourage players, to be honest, try to encourage players to add a female to their team initially. But it's just, it's kind of went quite well. It's forced some interesting matchups. And because you're limited to six or seven for your roster, it means that sometimes you see teams in on like one or two teams. Um, you get to see different combinations of players. And we get some teams that only came out for this tournament. The Fruit Bats are coming, but you can really know who's going to be playing for them. So it'll be interesting. But it's, all, it's going to be a clap, big bowl rules, big bowl and flagging New Year rules with a 12 minute rolling clock. But uh, this year, to win the whole thing, you'll have to win eight games. Um, 
in the one day. So it's another endurance event. I'm hoping I'm fit enough to play in it after the flag marathon this weekend. So there we go. I think listening to the uh, the way we HNC it, this is Iron Man four. Is this now? Yeah, Bez calculated that it was Iron Man four. Um, you'd think I would know organising them, but they just seem to keep coming around like clockwork. Iron Man four is our biggest one so far. We've we've upped it to twenty four teams this year. So again, a bit like flagging your year, the demand was just getting higher and higher. So I just thought, right, what are ways that we can get more teams in and have done a little shugle with the structure and uh, really it provides some really entertaining matches the we've had two different finals that have been smoke versus hornets i'm not in the hornets ironman team because i add nothing to a defense so i am not useful in that regard but the smoke iron the smoke hornets finals the first one and the third one have been incredible matchups so yeah it does provide some great matches and I think this is the uh, the one where I, I'll probably say probably one of my, one of my favourite kits to see. Is it the the Rexy Midnight Runners are coming out for Iron Man? They're always out. That's where they they were they were conceptualised at the first Iron Man, and they've just kind of went from there. And yeah, they've got some interesting kits. It's uh, what would be the word to use for it? Eclectic and eclectic gathering of colours, but they're fun. Like it's a fun team of people. It's a fun kit. And they're a perfect tournament team, just made up of players who want to do their own thing from other clubs. So there we go. So shout out to the HNC podcast and Rex's Midnight Runners. If if Bez wants to send me a, a Rex's Midnight Runners top, I'll be happy to put that on. <laughs> Not as a player, but definitely to show off on this one. Uh, so we go from Iron Man four to I think Cowan Bowl two. I think this is the second one, now, isn't it? Yeah, because of lockdown. So, Millie, tell us all about Cowan Bowl this year. So, Cowan Bowl is in memory of one of our youth players, Reese, who sadly passed away in June 2020 from cancer. Um, they've set up a charity in his name. Uh, when he was poorly, um, a charity helped him achieve his dreams, basically, and he wanted to do the same for other children. So, uh, so it's a charity tournament. All the money raised will be going to his charity. Um, we've got one space left in the adults and four spaces left in the youth. Um, we've got a venue for the youth at the minute, but we're struggling with the venue for the adults. So we're trying to sort that out. But um, yeah, it's um, it's a charity and it's a tournament that's very close to our hearts. And it's very special to us. So obviously, uh, Dave Cowan, his, his father was a, a long-time member of the, the Coventry American Football generation and things like that. I mean playing for the Jets and having his, his children play there uh, so we, we've put the uh, the just giving page that um, I think only went out a few days ago so hopefully that will spark a bit of that one um, in regards to spaces you've got if you if anybody inter is uh, interested in this one there's an email address on there email Kelly Barrett hopefully you can get the this last space is filled and hopefully there's a, there's a there's a field somewhere nearby that you can actually finish off for the uh, the finals yeah, we so, wanted like a, a good venue with like maybe a bar or something, changing rooms, but we're really struggling because all the because it's on a Sunday, all the rugby clubs have their like their kids training and kids games on a Sunday. So we're we're struggling at the minute, but we'll find somewhere. If not, we'll have to just use a a communal park, but we'll make it firm. 
I'm sure that I'm sure you could find space at the Rico Arena. Yeah, that'd be nice. They could sponsor us too if they want. There we go. I mean, I haven't got I haven't got connections there, but if you get that one, that'd be a great one to have. I'll let you know. <laughs> there we go. So that's uh, we move on from February to April. Uh, we're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna go first. Um, international one for this one, really. Uh, it's Dorado Bowl. And we're going to bring in Bart. Bart, tell us all about Dorado Bowl for this one. First, first year of this one. Yes, first, uh, first time of uh, uh, this event. First of all, thank you, Marcos, to having me today at, at your podcast. Uh, our uh, event after three three years organized uh, the the Champions Bowl here in uh, in, in Cambrils. Uh, we really believe that for us, finally arrives the moment to you know to start our own uh, tournament. I believe it will be the first tournament. In uh, in Europe, to sorry, this is the interruption from uh, live from my kids. Uh, will be the first time uh, in Europe where the 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 winners will get like a prize. The the winner will get three thousand euro, and uh, the second one will get one thousand euro. And right now we have sixty men teams registered and the nine teams ladies uh, registered. I hope I hope we will uh, reach our uh, our goal that it will be thirty two teams for each competition. Uh, we already have 12 officials from all over Europe. Uh, Age is one of them, so I can't wait to see him here in Spain once again. And I, I believe uh, if anyone needs any information, they can contact or reach out uh, us to email or through our uh, Facebook page. I mean, this is the first tournament that's a fit like, you know, this is the first Dorado Bowl. Obviously, you've had a lot of information, like a lot of knowledge running the Champions Bowl. But, I mean, it's a great one to go out there, to, uh, you know, saying that, you know, you've got 64, looking for 64 teams and also putting out, like you said, one of the first teams um, with a, a, a European cash prize in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great one to go. So you obviously got, you know, a lot of teams who start off like their first ever tournament will sort of go, I want a nice small tournament. 10 teams maybe sort of thing you've just gone out there going no i want 64 teams i want a cash prize and obviously we covered is it going to be at um the same place as champions bowl yes same same place same organization uh we always you know if you participate to our previous event we try to offer like an experience to all players where they just have to think about play play the game they don't have to think about nothing uh, you know, we take care of everything like organize like uh, water, uh, logistic, uh, food, like having like food at uh, at the facility too. So we know we, we know that we want to sell like this kind of product where players just have to play, you know, and don't have to think anything else. And I'm sure anyone who's been to the uh, Champions Bowl will know the the location is absolutely amazing. Uh, was, I think it was my second ever European tournament I went to, and just to see like walking into that that's it's almost like a stadium sort of feel to it. And you look in there and then you've got eight pitches all around you. So I would, anyone who, who's looking for a space, how many, how many spaces do you say you've got left? Say again? How many spaces have you got left now? Uh, we have uh, 16 uh, spots left for uh, men's and uh, we still have a lot of spots open for ladies, around 20. So there you go then. Cash prize on the, on the, on the, on the table there. So, Big money for this one. Uh, the next one. Oh, hang on. I've got. Uh, I'm sorry, Alan. I'm gonna have to drop you out, and I'm gonna have to replace you now with Rudy. There we go. I mean, 
I mean, I've got, I've got to, I've got to replace somebody and bring on the uh, the sponsor for the show. And hey, he's, going talk, he's going to talk all about spring break, the uh, Nuola ten year anniversary. Yeah, so it's our ten year anniversary. Also, it'll be the tenth tournament that we do. But uh, I got to say, that Dorado Bowl sounds pretty, pretty good. I mean, that cash prize sounds amazing. Uh, we're going to do something a bit lower key. Um, although it's our 10th, we're, we're kind of keeping it small to 12 teams at the minute. Um, it's going to be based up in Sheffield and the winners will get not 3,000 euros, but they'll get 10 free jerseys. And we've got the help of lots of other friends of ours. Um, you got my flag football, Marcus is going to be there. Uh, you got the cleat, you know, you got everything going on. And uh, we're going to give some raffle prizes because we're going to also give some money back uh, to the group project. Um, basically, it was a, a player of ours uh, for my team who who passed away. So we kind of did before um, what some of the guys were running uh, a group tournament. Uh, but that's not happened for a while just because of everything going on and whatnot. So we thought we'll give some uh, money donations to, to that, you know, to kind of help that out as well. So um, we're releasing the entry spots tonight. Um, and yeah, yeah, we're just going to invite 12 teams for now. Uh, keep it nice and simple. And just like, just have a great time, really. Just, um, yeah, everyone's invited. Um, yeah, that's that's about it, really. You, you know what we do. It's just going to be same as normal. Just have a good time and, you know, win 10 jerseys and lots of prizes as well. See, I mean, I've seen, I don't know if anybody, um, I think we've shared a few of their posts with the cleat coach one. Obviously, if you see some of their work, uh, Joe's, Joe's work on custom boots, it looks absolutely amazing. We, we were debating whether to have it to, um, custom boots as a prize for our one. Gone for a slightly smaller one. Obviously, my flag football, custom flags and everything. Yeah, that, that's, so you're going to have custom cleats, custom flags, custom jerseys. Yeah. It, it, it's it's an all out like designer fair. So that's what you want to have a little catwalk at the end. Did you? That's been great for that one. And you're going to be there too, right? Uh, I, I'm I'm going to say yes. There you uh, go. Th there's no COVID restrictions up there at the moment, is there? Uh, maybe in Sheffield, but I'm sure you'll be right. I give you a back door ticket. That's fine. We'll be all right then. So yeah, hopefully we'll be covering that one. So we'll be live streaming that one. Uh, you said the 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 registration is opening tonight. Yeah, I'm going to click the button, um, basically, when we finish here. Uh, so, yeah, it's kind of first come, first served. Um, we've got a few people, like, wanting to reserve their spots already. Um, so, yeah, I mean, at the end of it, you could win 10 jerseys, however you want them to be. So, I think that works out probably about 400 quid's worth of stuff, plus all the other bits and bobs we've got going on. So, yeah, it's not too bad. So, uh, So, that's... Going back on this one, so let's move on to the next tournament of the year. And we are again going international off to Sweden. And we have got Marcus on the show. How are we doing? Tell us all about Zebra Bowl this year. Uh, Zebra Bowl is, uh, for us, is the practice. Last year, my friend can come and say, can we have a tournament in Borås? And okay, so in November, we will have a Sweden Bowl. And... Uh, when we start planning for that Sweden Bowl, we said, can we have a tournament before so we can practice 
and how it is to have a tournament in Borås. So we came up with uh, this zebra bowl and uh, it's open for women, men and uh, youth. And the main thing is we will have coaches for the uh, officials. So when you, when you are there and you help uh, officiate games, we will have coaches that uh, give you some advice so we can be better officials when we're out on tournaments. So, so, uh, so, uh, so I've just had a message off the message saying that sometimes the, the podcast is crashing on this one. So, if you have any technical issues, I apologize for that. It may just be upstairs, our, our Wi Fi might be terrible. Um, We've got Neil Henderson just going quickly, going back to one. Uh, great first time round. Was a privilege to attend with the Spitfires. So I, hope, I think he was already messed in about uh, what the age groups were. So he may be back down there. There you go. We've got Shaylen's looking forward to one tournament. I think that, I think I mentioned this into the into the chat as well. But yeah, so going back to Mark's one, you know, you, you've mentioned you're going to have a bit of help with the officials. Obviously, being an official yourself, that's it's a it's a thing quite close to your to your heart on that side of things. Um, I've already had a quick look at the 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 campsite you've got for this one. It, it looks great as well. So hopefully, and, I, I and we have up. a first prize also. So the winner get the spot in the Sweden Bowl and uh, two uh, cabins at the camping, just uh, seven hundred meters from the indoor facility. So, so th this is how it's currently working out this season. So you pay for your, your flights to, to Spain, you win Dorado Bowl, you get four thousand, you get three thousand euros. You then head out down to the slightly less sunny uh, Doncaster Rother area, get some ten nice new jerseys to go to then wear to Zebra Bowl. You've got your flights paid for because you've obviously got your money from that first one. You're getting your tickets sorted out, ready for sweet for Sweden and uh, the Sweden bar to win this one. So, you know, if any team wants to win all this one, this would be a great, a great season for you. Who have we got next? I'm trying to okay, We've got next on this one. Uh, we're going into May. King Bowl, Sportmonda, and Big Bowl, three of the the biggest tournaments around the. No offense to anyone else's ones, the standout moments of the calendar. Uh, King Bowl. I'm, I'm, is, it, is it Ilya? Yep, it is. There we, there we go. How are we doing today? Lovely. It's a, it's a great day, and uh, thanks for having me on the show. So tell us all about this year's King Bowl. Well, the, the biggest news around King Bowl might not just be the King Bowl. Um, we just got confirmed from Vegas that on the day before King Bowl, we will actually be allowed to host an official NFL flag and NAIA. Uh, women's flag football showcase. Um, to me, that's a, that's a tremendous add-on, uh, close to our heart and our ambition to to help grow uh, flag football sports and especially the women's side in Netherlands, but also Europe. So yeah, super excited for this one uh, preceding this year's King Bowl. Um, girls in the right age group actually get a chance to be scouted and mm -hmm. might just win a scholarship to play flag football in college at one of the NAIA colleges. So, and then the so tournament still has to start. <laughs> I mean, having a quick look at that, that 
flag football showcase one. That's a, an amazing achievement. Obviously, NFL flag is, has jumped up massively as we talk of the uh, the Olympic, oh, sorry, the World Games mm-hmm. and the Olymp- the push for the Olympics. So a big push for that one. Yeah. Um, and then the women's flag football showcase. You, you say you know, some of the female players could actually get scouted and offered scholarships. That's correct. Yeah. Millie, you're never too old for college. You could get a, a scholarship to an American university and go and play flag football there. Well, I'm convinced. <laughs> there we go. I, I, I can see a lot of the uh, the Cougars popping over there, just going, you know, I've always been interested in continuing my education. Yeah, we'll just buy a block of flats. We'll all move over. There we go. One, one university is about to get very, very loud. <laughs> yeah. And... So there's the, there's the five football showcase, but tell us more about King Bob, if there's any news on that one so far. Yeah, there is. I mean, we're looking at um, the, the biggest King Bob to date. Um, as I said, growing the women's side of the game has been, well, just an ambition of ours. We've started King Bob to really further the sports of flag football because, I mean, we see as uh, so many people like it, enjoy it, but the women's side was always underrepresented. Uh, luckily, more tournaments are starting to cater to that side. Uh, when we started out with women's, I mean, we had trouble getting four teams um, and see that group grow to 24 women's teams uh, this edition. I mean, that's just, I'm just very happy and grateful for all the people that take time out of their day to come over and compete. And we're just going to offer them the, the best tournament we get. Um, we still got some of the exciting updates under wraps. Uh, they will unfold in the coming weeks. Um, but we are looking into getting the, the finals day professionally televised, um, kind of like the World Gay or the World Cup in uh, in Israel. Uh, but we are looking into maybe doing it just a little better if we can all manage and work it out um, financially, because that's the big if there. It's uh, it's an expensive little project, but I think it will really help showcase the flag football sport and attract a lot of new players. Uh, on both sides of the ball uh, to come over and compete. So, yeah, really, really thrilled for this edition. Hey, if you ever need any commentators, you let me know. I do, actually. I do. So you're very very welcome. I mean, uh, we got those six, eight games, uh, the women's semifinals, the men's semifinals, the runner-up games and the finals eventually. So uh, it's going to be a full Sunday with, uh, with all those great games there. Uh, so very welcome to uh, come over as a commentator. I say that my flight prices are going to be out the roof. That's why I'm glad that Rudy's only just out. I say just down the road. It's in like a couple of hours drive. That's not too bad. We've got the next one, and we've got Sport Mondebol. Uh, Clace was going to be joining us. I don't know if he's still. If yeah, we can always go back to that one. But Sport Mondebol is always a, a big one on the air. And we did have. Uh, a Savinian guy on here about who was going to talk about stronghold bowl. Oh, there we go. Perfect timing. Uh, who are we going to have to drop? You can drop me, Marcus. There we go. That's, that's Thank the, you for everything. No worries, Millie. Hopefully, we'll see you out on the field on that one soon. Yeah, see you soon. Thank you. Perfect timing to come back. I know you're sat there waiting. But we're after Savinia, tell us all about Stronghold Bowl. Well, it's going to be our second tournament, but the first Stronghold Bowl 
which will be held from the 10th and uh, 13th of June. In Ljubljana Frogs, we would like to work on a small but boutique tournament in Ljubljana for those teams who does not have a lot of opportunities to travel from lower divisions and make for them an opportunity and, of course, a positive experience. Uh, the idea of strong ball, Stronghold Bowl this year is to find seven foreign teams which have their own castles in their hometown from seven different cities so we can have only the one king of those old castles because we know that the the king ball is healthy in in may so we couldn't uh, steal their name and ljubljana's castle is one of the famous castles in in balkan area and it's called the stronghold ball, uh, stronghold because uh whoever tried to uh, invade into it they, they felt so the, the name just clicked with everything that we are trying to work and uh, we are mixing a uh, few things together the sport the tourism and the history of those castles that will be participating at uh, the first stronghold bowl we'll communicate and bring their history closer to the people who are living in Ljubljana uh, and like in Dorado Bowl on stronghold ball, players will only play and everything else is organized by us. Uh, the particip uh, participation fee is 200 euros uh, and that money is going to go for the payment uh, of the refs and uh, the staying for the night for the players will with breakfast will be between 40 and 45 euros. We have already six verbal commitments. Uh, there is even a team from Mexico serpents serpentis uh and we are waiting also for uh, the brazil team bus flag to give us the green light that they're coming across the sea to small town in slovenia with the population of 250,000 people and to be at the part of the first stronghold ball see you messed me about this one and I, yeah, I, I was reading your your guide to the stronghold bar and you say that you're also going to be organizing like guided tours of the the local area as well yeah so on the friday we will have the uh the how do you call it the press conference with every team and then we will play two games every team will play two games in the in the one day and afterwards when they hit the showers and uh get something in their stomachs uh, after the, the, the games, we will provide seven different uh, tourist guides who will go with them around Kribiana with the, with the most historical uh, things so you can learn about them and just to get to know about Kribiana. So this is one thing I, I do love to like. So th this may be showing my age, but like when, when I was going to some of the tournaments years ago, it was just a case of, you drove up there the day before, you played your games, you went home. That was it. Now, now we've got so many different outlooks on things. So we've got like cash prizes, we've got jerseys for prizes, we've got European tours and guided tours and things like that. It, it, it shows that you know a lot more teams and, and organizations are sort of looking at it, not as just a come here, play flag, go home. There's a lot more thought going into this one. Well, and then you've got the thing is that when I traveled around the Europe uh, on the tournaments. I saw the flaws 
and I told myself that uh, I'm a person who likes to learn something about the culture, about the history of the city where I'm going. <laughs> and I just want to combine that every flaw that I saw on other uh, tournaments to bring the solutions to our strong ball so everybody can have the best experience there is. And we are a cheap country, so they can afford to stay a night or two a little bit longer. Yeah, we always like the cheap ones. Makes it a bit better. It's more beer money then. So that is Slovenia out of the way, and then see this is all the problem we've had so far. We've we've gone, we've gone to the you know the the sunny side of Spain and and seen Cambrils to to no offence to this one, but we've gone to Doncaster. We've now gone for the guided tours of, of Slovenia and 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 the castles around that, and now we've gone to Coventry. It, it's not the. Uh, the biggest one. Um, so yeah, this this is our, our first ever tournament. I think we you know we, we follow teams around the country and around the world now with a couple of ones on. So we're now going to make it nice and easy for us, and we're going to invite everyone to us. Uh, it will be twelve men's teams and four women's teams for this year. Uh, I've already got a few women's teams interested, but they are very very development teams. So we're going to try and keep the women's one to more of a development team this the tournament this this year. Um. But yeah, the registration will be opening. I think there's a post schedule to go out at eight o'clock. So not quite out there yet, but you know, get ready for that one. First, first teams to register on the page will, or to message the page will get a, a slot on there. Twenty-five pound entry, no cash prizes, no custom jerseys. If, if you really, really want, I, I could give you a guided tour of Coventry. It's not the most exciting place, but. I mean, I don't even know most of it anyway. I wasn't even born here, so. But yeah, we, we can we can maybe I can show you like the local areas. But so hopefully that one will be coming up about eight o'clock. It'll be going live on our page. Then we, see, this is the thing. I'm sandwiched in the in the middle of two terrible ones. The World Games, Alabama, USA. And obviously, the the stepping stone to the Olympics. I don't know if anyone's actually planning on going to this one that's currently in this group now. Uh, Marcus, you've been dragged into this one to referee. No, unfortunately not. I missed the world championship, so I will miss this also. I think, but you never know. So there you go. I'm sure if Martin's got a few space on that on the uh, the organisational panel for the referees, I'm sure he'll be dragging you in. And if he wants to drag me into the, the commentation side again. Although I think I'm losing out to this one to uh, ESPN, I think, are covering this. So they've got a bit of a bigger budget than me. And then October, we're back in Amsterdam and Scotland for Pink Bowl and Granite City Quake. I'm probably going to pronounce that wrong. wrong. Um, so I think they've, they've announced their tournaments. And then we go back to, back to Sweden. Indoor tournament for you guys this time. Uh, Zebra Bowl is indoor also. It's a safe oh, okay. facility. So it's uh, weather safe. And then we have the, the Marcus Price Memorial Trophy, uh, one for more of the, the smaller ones. So uh, we'll go quickly around this one because uh, I'm just gonna, I'm waiting for Clay to join back in with us. 
So let, let's go around the board on this one. Uh, Ilya, as, as, you're, as you're looking through that, that list of tournaments coming up, is there any that really catch your eye that you sit there sort of sitting there going, that's the one that I want to aim for and go to? Uh, the bad Without part, being King Ball. <laughs> the bad part for us is that um, our season, our regular season runs during this same period from like March to July or March to late June. So to join the tournament, it's always bit hit, and, hit and miss because it just has to align with your schedule just perfectly. And due to the... Uh, the World Games now being held. Uh, Big Bull is moving up in dates. So everything gets a lot, very compressed into that short time. Obviously, I'd love to go to Spain to, to compete. Um, at my age, I'm not too worried about winning the prize. But uh, hey, I always love to go over and compete, just have fun. And uh, it's a lot of fun to play if you're an organizer as well, not only to get uh, a feel for all the other tournaments. Uh, just like they do in Slovenia. I mean, you you pick up little things here and there to to improve your own tournament on. So yeah, I'd like to go to as many as I like. Um, my wife thinks differently, so it's always uh, <laughs> it's always cherry picking. Yeah, but I'd love to go to all of them. I mean, I am definitely with you on that one. We're now looking at tournaments, not necessarily as a I want to go to this tournament. It's now a case of I want to go to this tournament but there's good things nearby that we can also do a holiday with. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree. Um, that would be the perfect one. I think I might get her to Spain, yeah, that she would do that, uh, enjoy the sun with the kids, and uh, and I go out and play a bit. So that's a good one. And I think indoor uh, in Sweden would be amazing as well. And Slovenia, well, um, our castle unfortunately got torn down somewhere uh, <laughs> somewhere a couple of years back, but we have one just right, uh, right outside of town. So perhaps in the next year, we can also join Slovenia and go to the Stronghold Bowl. We do qualify with the, with the castle there. Um, just got, got to get lucky on those dates. So we've just got another tour added onto the list, uh, Welsh Bowl, August the 6th. So another one to look out for, maybe for more of the... the uh, I don't know if they're going to be doing guided tours and things. Uh, Rudy, what's your, what's your pick of these tournaments? Um, apart from Big Bowl, um, which we're going to, and I uh, can't wait for it to be back after so long. I think they all sound great. I like the idea, the, the Stronghold one. Uh, there's plenty of places in England that have got castles, so I think pretty much every team in England could probably go and represent. Um, I think yours is going to be fun. You know, see what the press is like, you know, to organize one, you know, see how you get on with it. I think that'd be good. Um, and yeah, you know, the, the Cougars, everyone's really, it's just great to see, you know, so many out there now that people can go to and they've all got their own little twists, you know, little things that are different. And obviously you can go to European ones and, you know, experience their culture and whatnot. So it's, um, there's so many to choose from. It's just, you know, working out where you can go, which, which fits in your schedule what you can afford and all that new thing. But all, all these like new ones I've not heard of before, that they sound really interesting. And then I like King Bowl, that's massive now. That's just grown like, you know, competing with Big Bowl now pretty much. And, and that's sound, you know, like being on TV and stuff, that sounds like it's going to be amazing. So good luck. Um, just good luck to all the organizers to know how hard it is. It's not easy. And it's good to have a good team around you that can help support you. 
Um, so no, I think just all of them. If if I could go to all of them, I would, but I can't. But you know, anyone who wants to, just just go and just you know have fun. Just do it. Definitely agree on that one. Uh, let's go, Buzz. But what, what's your your ideal location for these ones? Obviously, you know, Cambrils and the the venue you've got there is 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 absolutely amazing. Um, is, is is there any of those ones that you're sort of looking at going? You might just pop over and see how it all works out. Well, I wish uh, I can go to the World Ball Games. It would be a dream come true. Also to see. Uh, the organization, you know, and to see the highest level in the world, and you know, just if you love, if you love the game, you know, you just want to see always the biggest competition. And I also had always like a good feeling about the big ball. I always heard uh, many things about this event, but I ne never had the chance to to go to to watch it. And also would be also a great chance to meet uh, Benji again. Uh, but definitely, uh, if you can, you know, uh, enjoy any tournament and. Uh, uh, used to have like a sightseeing or like this tourism will be always like creating great go everywhere around Europe. Uh, even uh, even Ljubljana sounds amazing spot where you can go during the, the the summer. But definitely, I will try to to go as as much as possible everywhere. Definitely great. And then uh, lastly, looking at from the from Marcus's point of view, you obviously got like the refereeing side that you you're focusing on that one. Is there any sort of tournaments that you're you're hoping that you get called up to referee? I think you're still on mute on that one. I think it's better now. Uh, lots of uh, tournaments is interesting for me, and uh, it's always fun to go to a new place and meet new uh, teams. So, yeah, if you have a place for me, I can come and officiate your tournaments so i want to go to the netherlands and the king bowl it's uh so uh, see if we can fix something <laughs> see not only are we uh and of course it's always fun to go down and uh, meet bart and uh, in spain it's uh actually that is one of the best tournaments i've been to uh, so uh, I will, I'm very happy that I can go down now in April and have a few games there. So obviously, I, I know a lot of teams have been sort of looking at going abroad and doing different tournaments and things like that. And I think that the COVID restrictions, which were obviously the uh, the biggest one to come, sort of like to be as as a struggle to really get past. Uh, yeah, a lot of those restrictions are now. Are they sort of dying down in your areas, uh, Ilya? What, what's what's COVID like in over in there with you now? I I believe everybody has it at this point. Um, <laughs> you can't turn your head, or somebody been tested positive. But the well, the good side about that is that it doesn't seem to do as much damage as the first round did. Um, and some countries around us, and especially Denmark, are just letting go of everything. Um, I believe Spain has relaxed all restrictions, and, and a lot of people here are very, um, very happy about these countries taking this initiative. So our government can actually just grow some balls and do it as well, because um, we've really been on the safe side every single time. As soon as there was a just somewhat of a spike, or they might think there would be a spike, they throw us back in lockdown. 
uh, and I'd just been I was killing for two years of playing flag football. I mean, in the I think it was 2020 that we played one game all year. I did with just the one game, uh, and it's just been devastating trying to keep your players entertained and having the restrictions, keeping them out on the field and committed to the club and. Well, International flag football and flag football tournaments has done so much for us as in keeping people interested, uh, seeing that the flag football community out there is so huge and so friendly that I just helped us retain people to the club and the sports. So, yeah, being back uh, means the world to me, uh, back out there, seeing all those familiar faces again and being able to play and welcome people to Utrecht. I mean, to me, uh, end of COVID or at least the restrictions uh, be a blessing. Yeah, very welcome. So we've got, we've got Alan back. He's managed to to finish off his jobs and things for today and he's allowed back out now. Um, <laughs> looking at these tournaments that we've got lined up so far, obviously ignoring the, the, the Ironman and, and the Flag of New Year and, and the UK Dukes ones that you've been looking at, um, what's, what's the standout tournament, the one that you're looking at now, going, that's the one that I want to play in? Uh, for me, playing, um, I am looking forward to returning to Kingville in fairness, because I loved it the first time I was there. Even though we didn't play particularly well, uh, had a good time, Ilya could do with some improvement with his refereeing abilities, but we remain friends despite that. So uh, I, I really look forward to that. Also, I quite like to go to these things and see the Pirates play. Uh, I'm not a coach anymore, but I get to watch my fiancé play, and that's always exciting. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to King Bo. And from a GB point of view, we are, we're kind of taking a, a great barbarian team over at Sport Monda to try and get some tune-up. And as kind of what Ilya was talking about there is keeping people engaged when you've not got a lot to work towards and stuff. So Sport Monda should be good for that, for the great barbarians. And you mentioned Sport Monda. I'm still trying to get close on this show. Um but yeah, you, you mentioned Ilya's refereeing there. Is, is this like a a hint to go to Zebra Ball and get some coaching officiating on that one? It was just a tiny little touch with an overthrown ball, which they would have liked <laughs> to go the other way. So yes, yes, technically there could have been a uh, illegal contact penalty there. Um, it could have been. It could have been. But the overthrownness of the ball was. Um, I decided differently, and Alan would have liked to have seen it go the other way. But we are actually having uh, actual referees. Uh, obviously, I would like to have Aga there as well, but we're getting some extra referees with, uh, with thanks to Kenny and Phoebe. Um, so we are looking into that because I, I do think that's the next step for flag football is making sure that, one, the players know the rules better, uh, and two, we get more people engaged as referees. To, to help manage the level of the game during the games and run them more smoothly. So, yeah, that's definitely an emphasis to, well, support that in any way during the King Bowl or outside of it. Uh, I'm always looking to help further the sports, whether it's through the game or organizing or refereeing. So, yeah. I do agree with you, yeah. I think the, the game needs to get more dedicated officials because you can ever can live with a, a bad call in a sense of a judgment like a judgment, a split decision, like Ilya's judgment of ignoring somebody being pushed in the back. I can I can live with it as a judgment call, but in our league, particularly in Bafa, it's a continuously like miss appropriate of the rules. Even at the women's flag finals, it was calling a penalty. It was the right call, and then just giving the wrong yardage, or 
disadvantaging the team in some way that could have had a much bigger thing. Misunderstanding the basic things like understanding basic spot um, versus line of scrimmage penalties and spot fouls. It's we just need to improve everybody's knowledge. But if we can get more dedicated officiating, then that would that would help. So this is where everyone needs to now head over to Sweden, go to Zebrapol, and you can also get the uh, the coaching on that side as well. We will have coaches at uh, Sweden Ball also, so we will have the same concept on both of them. And a friend to me told me once that the quality of the game will not be better than the quality of the officials. And I think it's... I'm pretty sure that, it's, that it is. See, there we go. So, unfortunately, I don't think we're going to get close on this one. Um, pretty much guaranteed that as soon as I end this broadcast, he'll message me and say that he can be on now. But at the moment, we're not going to on. But so uh, hopefully, as it gets closer to the time that your actual tournament is, we'll, we'll try and add you back onto the show and we'll get like a rundown of who's turning up for your tournaments and how we all think it's going to go. We'll do predictions. We'll see and, you know, any sort of, in, any sort of uh, input we can give and, and things like that to, to put out there would be great. So the last thing is just thank you guys for, for turning up. Everyone who's, who's been on the show for this one, I know oh, we're flicking through guests pretty quickly there. But we have gone around the world in, in 16 tournaments. We've got the Welsh Bowl added on to that one. So hopefully there'll be a few players out there now jumping onto to flight uh, flight checking price uh, websites and seeing where that where they can go and planning all their holidays and then getting told they can't go there because yeah the wife's not letting them go this time Alan you're not going to have too much trouble with that one are you taking the wife with you as a player no it's 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 good there's there's only one tournament that I don't take her to which we've I've deemed as a Cobra's lads weekend but uh, which is bamboo bowl but other than that uh, it's quite good. I'd like the Pirates to go to more things so that I can go to more things. Although, to be fair, I've, I've not secured my team for King Bowl yet, so I'm hoping that Ilya might honour a, a two-year-old offering that I could play quarterback for them, or I'm going to have to play for someone else in King Bowl, so that would be interesting. Always welcome. You know that. Always welcome. See, there we go. You just don't want the course to go against you again. That's all it is. Well, if I'm playing be... with me, can't be refereeing my games. That's there we it. Go. So we're sorted. So, guys, thank you once again for joining us on this show. Uh, any any information? Any so the, all this will be going back out. We're going to release it as a as a as an audio podcast as well, and we'll be releasing all the images from the show, so we can have like a nice little rundown. You can see where you'll be looking at, and hopefully, we will be covering as many of these games as possible, as many as the the financial department that we've got lets us. But hopefully, we'll see you out on the field soon. That wraps up this episode. Find us on Facebook at First and Fifteen Podcast. Give us a like to keep up with all of our shows. Also, check out our sponsor, Nuola, for all your customized sportswear supplies. Yeah.